The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. And greetings, friends around the world. Soon coming religious events will definitely change your entire life. I'm not talking about nicey nice stuff. I'm talking about really bad stuff, scary stuff that you could come to understand. Millions of Protestants and others in our Western world go to church at least part of the time. They sing, they clap, they try to bond with their fellow church doors, and they try to feel good about themselves. But this will not continue for too many more years, for most of these people are totally deceived. Nearly all their own Protestant pollsters acknowledge that very few of these churchgoers really understand and study the Bible. Most are not convinced that the Bible is totally inspired and is God's instruction book. So if their ministers begin to pervert the biblical teachings and teach unbiblical ideas, then these confused people often don't realize what is happening or simply don't even care. But there is a very real Satan the devil. Here is how God describes this powerful spirit being. As we go into this program, I want you to turn to your own Bible if you have one handy. Check up on me. Please don't just believe me. You believe what your Bible actually says. Then it will mean something to you. This is the Word of God. See what the Bible actually says. Turn to Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9, describing Satan the devil at the time of the end. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. Is that clear? Your Bible says Satan deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast with him. And then as I'll explain in a moment, a tremendous spirit war begins to break up. When Satan is finally cast out and brought down to this earth in a soon coming spirit war, all hell is going to break loose. Far more violent murders, rapes, perverted tortures are beginning to take place. These things will happen. These weird crimes will be attributed to mentally ill people. Yet the fact is that Satan's demons will be heavily involved. These fallen spirits are absolute rebels against God and everything the true God stands for. Along with Satan, these demons always try to hurt, to discourage, and to destroy God's highest creation, the human race. So the civil authorities will not understand what they're actually dealing with. Once Satan is cast down, strange violence, instances of torture, perverted rapes, all kinds of weird things, terrible things are going to break out. Then a very powerful force will arise in Central Europe which will change your entire life and everything around you. You need to understand, my friends. You need to act. Stay tuned. My friends, think of the many religious wars which swept over Europe for centuries. 
Picture the huge cemeteries holding the remains of thousands of people killed because of these so-called religious wars. Have you seen pictures of people being tortured to death or tortured on the rack during the religious persecutions of the so-called dark ages? You think this can't happen again? Think again. And notice again God's inspired description of our near future. Turn again to Revelation 12, and we'll begin now in verse 7. Read it in your own Bible. Revelation 12, verse 7, in the first few verses, he's describing how Christ was born and how the early church had to flee to a place of safety in the wilderness. Verse 7, it goes ahead hundreds of years at this point, frankly, and war broke out in heaven, it says here. Michael and his angels fought against the, the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. So Satan is stirred up once again at the time of the end, but they did not prevail, nor was the place found for them any longer. So the great dragon was cast out that we read earlier, and that serpent of old called the devil and Satan. Satan is that great dragon who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast with him. All kinds of demons are suddenly cast to the earth near the time of the end. That is going to happen. You're going to experience this, most of you. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser. Satan is the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God. Day and night has been cast down, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, through Christ forgiveness and God's Holy Spirit they were able to overcome and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. Some of them did wish to die, frankly, it got so bad. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, God says, for the devil is coming down to you and having great wrath because he knows he has a short time at the very end, Satan's wrath leads to terrible trouble, terrible religious persecution. Think about this. What did Jesus Christ say about these terrible things? A time of terrible persecution at the time of the end. Now, he, he was, he, when the dragon was cast down, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. And, of course, he persecuted God's true church or will do that. But the woman, the true church now, was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, not up to heaven, not in a rapture, but she will flee into the wilderness. And heaven is never called wilderness. It's not a rapture. The church flees to the wilderness to her place where she is nourished. God takes care of his true people for a time and times and half a time from the presence of the serpent for three and a half years. They are supernaturally protected, those who are willing to obey God. Notice again now what Jesus said, because he talked about this same time and these same things. Turn, if you would, to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, and let's begin reading here in verse 3. His disciples ask him, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? Not 70 A.D., but the end of the age. And Jesus said, take heed that no one deceives you. He started right out talking about false ministers, false teachers. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. 
So there's all kinds of little wars, as you know, breaking out all through Africa, Central and South America, Southeast Asia, all over the world, more than ever before, all kinds of ethnic conflicts and little wars. It's happening right now. These things are building up to the final grand smash climax of this earth and this world's society. Roars and rumors of wars. Nation will rise against nation, individual nations, and then he uses a different Greek word, kingdom, meaning alliances of nations, world war at the time of the end against kingdom. And there will be famines. That's the next thing. Lack of food. You're going to see it soon. Pestilences, disease epidemics will also begin very soon to afflict our people here in the Western world. And earthquakes in various places, they will get worse. Luke's account in Luke 21 says, great earthquakes. All these are the beginning of sorrows. They're going to take a few years. These things have to start happening. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation. Who is you? He's talking to his disciples. He's talking about true, true Christians at the time of the end. They will deliver you, the true Christians, up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. The true Christians will be hated all by all nations. This is not a small thing. This is a massive hatred against true Christians and true Christianity at the time of the end, and it is building right now. Terrible persecution is definitely coming. Do you really understand what to do? Will you be ready? Notice how Almighty God inspired the Apostle Paul to describe this coming religious apostasy and the genuine persecution or the persecution of genuine Christians. Real persecution. Turn to 2 Thessalonians, if you would, my friends. 2 Thessalonians in your own Bible and see what God inspired the Apostle Paul to write. It's talking about our time, as you'll see. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. Turn in your Bible. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, so he's talking about our time just ahead of us when Christ returns and are gathered together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken. Don't be upset in mind or troubled either by spirit, demons trying to deceive you, or by word or by letter as if from us, false letters pretending to come from Paul or God's true ministers, as if the day of Christ had come. No, lots of things have got to happen first. Watch those things. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away. And frankly, most of the commentaries acknowledge that the best translation is rebellion. The great rebellion comes first. A massive rebellion against God against the true God of the Bible, against every vestige of what we used to believe, many people in this country at least, against decency, a rebellion against the true God and His way. A great rebellion comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshiped so that he sits as God. This man really exalts himself. He acts like a superhero. He acts like he's God. He sits in a great temple showing himself that he is God, you see, and he, he just acts very important so that he sits as God in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. He wants people to worship him. Do you not remember that I, when I was with you, I told you these things? I warned you about this in person, Paul says, but now I'm telling you in writing. And now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time for the mystery of lawlessness. The New King James, 
which we're using, and is more accurate. The Greek word here is anamas, meaning against law. He's obviously talking about the law of God. He says, the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. Then the lawless one, again, will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume. So it comes right up to Christ's coming. He will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy. This man is going to be ultimately destroyed with the brightness of his coming, as you read back in Revelation 19 and verse 20. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan. Notice that. It's Satan involved. According to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Power, signs, and lying wonders. You're going to see more false miracles. You're going to see more weird things happening in the future that are false miracles. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth. Do you learn to love the truth? Do you study this book where you can really understand what's going on or do you just read it carelessly? Do you just read the 23rd Psalm for comfort or do you read through this whole book to understand the mind of God, the plan of God, all the events that are starting to happen right now that will affect your life? You need to understand. Prove these things. Don't be afraid of it. Look into it and prove it. And so he describes how many people do not look to the love of the truth that they might be saved and for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all might be condemned who did not believe the truth. They did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. We need to understand that this whole system that's going to rise up will involve false miracles, power, lying wonders. So let's understand what this is talking about. At this point, my friend, I want to offer you what is undoubtedly the most powerful and shocking booklet we have ever published. This booklet is entitled Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. We will send you this very eye-opening booklet, Satan's Counterfeit Christianity, absolutely free upon your request. This booklet will give you the real answers as to how this world has been massively deceived far beyond what most people realize. This booklet, Satan's Counterfeit Christianity, is filled with documented proof from respected histories and encyclopedias. You can check it up. They're not oddball things. They're references from respected sources. So call us or write us immediately and request your absolutely free copy of Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. That's all you need. Just ask for the booklet on counterfeit Christianity. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can follow us at Tomorrow's World on Facebook and on Twitter. Act now. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine.
full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World Magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now back to our topic, my friends, Satan's counterfeit Christianity. Turn with me in your own Bible to Revelation 13. Revelation 13, you'll notice in the first few verses, he's talking about obviously the Roman Empire that rose from after its great fall in 476 and revived in 554. But in Revelation 13, verse 11, he talks about another force, another beast. He says, then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb. He spoke like a dragon. We know who the dragon is, Satan the devil. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence. So he exercises the power of the Roman Empire and causes the earth to those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast and who was wounded by the sword and lived. The beast was killed in a sense or brought down in 476, the fall of the Roman Empire, revived in 554, then a great power began to sit on the Roman Empire and a great false prophet began to arise. Think about it. During this coming time, as it describes here in verse 15, this man was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as will not worship the image of the beast to be killed. They're going to force people to believe in them, force people to believe in their false miracles, force people to believe in the false prophet and this whole system. For Satan the devil, my friends, truly is the great deceiver, and he has foisted a counterfeit Christianity on all of humanity. A good counterfeit $100 bill looks very much like the genuine. You look at it, it looks very real, but it isn't really worth anything. Counterfeit Christianity is not God's Christianity. It looks like the original. Satan is very clever, but it isn't. Notice Paul's inspired warning about these things in 2 Corinthians 11. 2 Corinthians 11, here's the apostle Paul's warning in 2 Corinthians 11 about false ministers that were to come. Turn there with me, if you would. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3. He says, I fear lest somehow by the, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, Satan is very crafty, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, another Jesus, whom you have not pre we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, a whole different message, you might well put up with it. You people are so mixed up, you might put up with it, Paul is warning, and we're that way today. Most of you realize that, I hope. In verse 13, he continues, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves. These men look good on the surface. They are transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no wonder, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Satan looks good. He looks good, but he isn't. Therefore, it is no great thing of his ministers 
whose ministers? He's talking about Satan. If his, Satan's ministers, also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose ends should be according to their works. Most of them say you don't have to have any works. God says you do. So think about it. Satan has false ministers. Now notice in Acts 20, if you would, and let's begin reading here in verse uh, 28. This is Paul's last warning to the Ephesian elders. He said in verse 28, Therefore take heed yourselves and all the flock among you which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God. That's the name of God's church mentioned 12 times in your Bible, which he purchased with his own blood. He purchased God's church with the blood of Jesus. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in, false ministers, not sparing the flock. Also among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things, wrong things, to draw away disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember for, that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. Paul cried out to them, please wake up. Don't go along with this false teaching that's starting to creep in and took over the Christian church. Think about it. Again, my friends, I invite you to call us or write us and request your free copy of this startling booklet, Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. You will see that this eye-opening booklet will be something beyond anything you've ever understood before. Satan's Counterfeit Christianity is absolutely free upon your request. It'll give you the real answers as to how this world has been massively deceived far beyond what most people realize. This booklet, Satan's Counterfeit Christianity, is filled with documented proof from respected histories and encyclopedias so you can be sure. Call us or write us immediately. Request your free copy of Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. That's all you need. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org or at Tomorrow's World on Facebook and on Twitter. Act now. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. My friends, both your physical and your eternal life are at stake right now. Yes, the prophesied great tribulation will occur within the lifetimes of most of you. You will either obey the God of the Bible or you will go along with the traditions of men and follow this false system and Satan's counterfeit Christianity. You will either have God's divine protection or you won't. Please do not allow yourselves to be fooled by a very clever counterfeit Christianity foisted off by Satan the devil. Notice what Jesus Christ said. Think about what Christ warned us about clearly in the Sermon on the Mount. Turn to Matthew 7 
In your Bible, it's there, Matthew 7, verse 21. Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, oh, I just follow you, I love the Lord, how good it is to know the Lord today, they say. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will, that's the key. Are you willing to do what God says? He who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied or preached in your name, cast out demons? They'll often think the demons of ignorance and superstition, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name. They'll think that. And then I will declare to them, Jesus Christ said to these people who think they've been serving him, I never knew you. Wow, <laughs> I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Here it is again, anamas, the word that means against law. The people that have watered down God's law that says all you need is grace. You don't need to obey God's law. All you need is to follow all these ceremonies and traditions of men in this great system that's so interesting. You don't need to do what God says. No, you do need to do what God says. Notice again what Jesus described and what Jesus warned us about in Luke 6. Turn with me in your Bible. Here it is again. Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Luke 6, verse 46. Jesus said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord? People are always saying, How good it is to know the Lord this morning. Oh, we love the Lord. Oh, you do? What is the love of God? Turn to 1 John 5, 3. 1 John 5, 3, this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments, plural, all 10 of them, his commandments are not grievous. They're not too hard. This is the love of God that we do what he says that he keep his commandments, but though they don't like that, they don't want a God to tell them what to do. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Think about it. Will you take time to generally study this book, the Bible, find out what's in it? Are you willing to act on the truth? You've got to act on the truth, not just talk about it, not just say, I love the Lord, but be willing to do what God says. This is the love of God that we keep his commandments, plural. Turn to it, 1 John 5, 3. That's how you love God. You let Christ live his life in you. And as I've quoted so often, my favorite verse, Galatians 2, verse 20, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I'm still alive physically, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. That's the key. Does Christ live in you? Does he keep God's commandments as he did in his physical life, setting us an example? Do you do that through God's Spirit within you? Christ is, lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live with the faith of, not just faith in, but get the original, the faith of the Son of God. Christ living his life in you and having the faith and the surrender to God to trust that that will work out right and put your trust in God and do what he says. You've got to do your part to be in God's coming kingdom. Be protected from these terrible times just ahead. The decision is yours. My friends, tune in again every week to tomorrow's world program. 
On this program, you'll gain precious information and insights available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and the exciting prophecies of tomorrow's world. We also invite you to join our fellow presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will give you special perspective and insight on vital biblical topics. We have the truth on this program. We do believe and teach the truth. Check up on us. So be sure to join us again next week right here at this same time. See you right here next week. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.